Hi, friends, and welcome to The Afterword, a podcast where we meet up to have a deeper conversation about the truths we're studying in the Bellevue Women Bible Study each week. I'm your host, Donna Gaines, and I'm here with my co-host, Dana Street, and our two very special guests for this semester, Peggy Williams and Leslie Hollowell. As we continue our spring Bible study, All That Matters, Walk Worthy, the message of Colossians and Philemon, we have been reflecting this week on the fact that we are rescued from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And if we will choose to walk worthy of our Lord, it will be evidenced by fruit, growth, endurance, and gratitude in our lives. You're listening to The Afterword. Well, ladies, thank you once again for being here. And I have gotten tremendous feedback from Mm -hmm. last week's podcast. And I just want to thank both of Mm -hmm. you for your willingness to just open yourselves up and let the Lord speak through you and to share the wisdom that God has granted you in your years of digging into His Word and in sharing that Word with others. So thank you for being here. Good to be here again. (laughs) And today's study in Colossians, wow, how awesome to be rescued. Amen. Amen. I think it's just that picture of realizing that we were lost. Mm. I mean, we were hopelessly lost. We could not do anything at all for ourselves to get us out of the helpless and hopeless situation that we were in, Mm. but God. That's right. But God, in His love, sent His Son and was willing to not just send His Son, but to sacrifice His Son. You know, I know often when I'm struggling with thoughts about myself, to be totally honest, I don't always see myself as worth the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter because he says, That's right. I am worth the sacrifice. I was worth that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And that just, that's really all that matters, which is what we're trying to learn in this study is seeing ourselves in mm-hmm. Christ, seeing ourselves the way. God sees us, not how we see ourselves or what others say about us, but how God sees us. And there is so much healing and freedom Mm -hmm. in that when we realize how it is that God sees us. And I love that illustration, the glass, you know, the see-through glass and the reflective glass and just seeing through to Him. Absolutely. And that's our goal. If we're going to walk worthy of Him, we have to imitate Him. And then others can follow us. But as long as we're looking at our own reflection, we're going to be reflecting the world. We're going to be focused on ourselves and the flesh and all those things that are temporal. And as someone said once, focusing on self is a really small box. (laughs) (laughs) But when we look out, there is literally no limit to what the Mm -hmm. Lord can do in us and through us when we're Mm -hmm. focused on Him. So Mm -hmm. I loved that as well. Mm. My teenage Mm. girls class and I, we actually talked a little bit about that this morning and how Paul, you know, in every epistle that he wrote, his goal was to point people to Christ. And we live in a world where we want people pointed at us, you know, that all the social media, all the things that are out there. And so that's where your healing comes from when you realize it's not about you, but it's pointing it back to truth. If we actually pause long enough to think about what selfies actually (laughs) mean and how we're constantly plastering ourselves all over social Mm -hmm. media and wanting people to affirm us. Yes. How sad is that? And literally a person's day can go up or down depending on likes or unlikes. I've heard where if they have something that's not like, they will remove it because it didn't get enough likes. Mm -hmm. 
That is crazy. <laughs> it is. It crazy. is. But that's also why there's such stress and anxiety yes. mm-hmm. among Gen Zs, this yeah. next generation, because they're basing their identity on others' yeah. perception or what they yeah. perceive others think yeah. about them yeah. and how many likes you know they yeah. get, how many friends they have yeah. following them, and not in Christ. Even you were saying, even the selfies are not real, though. I know. You know, I no. always tell women they get so caught up. There's a thing called Facebook depression. There really is. Oh, yes. I'm not surprised. And I go, they took 100 pictures and picked that one. They don't even look like that, you know. But well, they and that think one was edited a, and filtered. Yes, and, yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. So we need to wake up. <laughs> yes, we do. We do, don't we? And guard our hearts, yes. don't you think? Yes, absolutely. Yes, that's what we want to yeah. talk about today yeah. is how do we yeah. guard our heart? And Scripture tells us that. Guard your heart above all yeah. else. So how best do you help people learn how to do that? You know, people think their thoughts aren't that big a deal. And Uh, mm -hmm. I think we really underestimate Mm -hmm. our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And things I hear is it doesn't really matter. They're private as long as Mm -hmm. I keep them secret. Mm -hmm. It's not going to hurt anybody. Well, Mm -hmm. it's going to hurt us and everybody Mm -hmm. else. So just underestimating them. And then this is what I hear so much, just excusing away. Yes. This is how my mother was. This is how my grandmother is. I've had women say, this is how the women in our family do this. I go, well, I mean, but it's destructive. But this is just what we do. This is Mm -hmm. who we are. And just generational things. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, those who say, I'm stuck. I'm powerless. There's nothing I can do, which is the message of the gospel. Mm -hmm. In Christ, we have all the power to do what he calls us to do. Yes. You just struck on something that I read recently in this book, The Other Half of Church, talking about how we so focus on the left brain and discipleship, just facts and knowledge, versus the right brain of connection and relationship. And we've got to do both for people to really be transformed. But group identity is such a Mm. big part of the right brain. And for that woman to say, the women in my family, this Mm -hmm. is how we do this, as believers, they need to know you're a part, you're a member yeah. now of the family of yes. God, mm-hmm. and the family of God does this. Mm-hmm. So there is power in group identity, but we've mm-hmm. got to be connected to the right, the right group. group. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's where the freedom comes in. And, you know, so I wanted to share, so this proverb 23.7, I love the King James Version, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Mm-hmm. And there's a tongue twister, and I'm going to read it. It says, you are not what you think you are, but what you think you are. Mm-hmm. And that is absolutely true. The and things yes, that is. run in our brains constantly, we do actually become those things. We do. Right. We actually do become mm-hmm. that. Well, not only does it change the very structure and physical makeup of our brain by creating those ruts we yes. talked about yeah. last week, yeah. but then that becomes our default way of thinking. Mm-hmm. So we actually do act out of that thought process and we do mm-hmm. become what we're thinking about. So we know we have the authority in Christ to take thoughts captive to the obedience mm-hmm. of Jesus. And we've got to be aware mm-hmm. that the thinking process yeah. is wrong, that the thoughts are not, because they're so natural. If it's the way you were raised mm-hmm. and the family you were raised in, that's how the women in your family handled this, <laughs> then you don't see that as abnormal. Yeah. That's your normal. That is your mm-hmm. default. So the Bible has to reveal to us that that's an unhealthy way of relating and acting so that we can go, okay, that's not who I am. This is who I am in Christ mm-hmm. and replace that wrong way of thinking and create those new neural pathways that eventually become our default. And that's the beauty of the freedom, that God literally Mm -hmm. created our brains to be renewed so that we could walk in freedom and healing and wholeness. And that's Philippians 4, 7, and 8. As you were saying, okay, (laughs) the peace of God, which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then how? Verse 8 tells us, Think on, finally, brethren, whatsoever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, pure, lovely, of good repute. If there's anything of excellence, Mm -hmm. if there's anything worthy of praise, 
think on these things. things. The connection there between the peace of God, guarding our hearts Mm -hmm. and minds, it has to do with what we think on, but we've got to replace the bad stuff Mm -hmm. with good things. And sometimes if I'm going through a tough time, I'll just write these I think it's eight of them down. I just write them all down mm-hmm. just as a reminder. Mm-hmm. Okay, did this thought pass the test? That's right. It doesn't pass. Yes. Yes. If it does not fall, yes. then it's got to go. Yes. yes. Well, I had just written that down. It says, guarding our minds means we are able to recognize ungodly thoughts by testing them against the power of God's Word. You know, we talked last week about how if you don't take your thoughts captive, your thoughts will take you captive. And in Romans 7, again, he says, there's a law at work in the members of my body waging war against the law of my mind. And so we Mm -hmm. know we have a war waged against it. And that alertness has to be where we stand, like being Mm -hmm. alert of what's going on. But I love how Paul finishes that. Because he says, prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ. Then he goes on. So then I myself, in my mind, am a slave to God's law. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, God, help me be a slave to your law. Because if not, I'm going to be a slave to other things. That's right. Yes. And that's the main thing that's going Mm -hmm. to transfer your thinking into truth. He's getting Mm. back into the truth of God's Word. He says, thy word is truth. And we've got to just be able to recognize those lies that line up against the Mm. truth. Right. Well, a culture that is so focused on the individual and being happy and feeling fulfilled, how do we combat that with the truth of God's Word? Because nobody's satisfied. That's following that path. Mm -hmm. And yet they still head down that path because that's the path the world tries to entice all of us onto. So how do we confront that in a way that allows women to really open their hearts and minds to what is true? I think there definitely, Peggy, there has to be, like women who come into our office made a choice to come in there. And I think so much of it is choice. I was reading another part from a book and it talked about how you know, to go down or make a trail in the midst of a bunch of weeds and everything, it has to be back and forth, back and forth to make that trail. And that's right. just what mm-hmm. y'all were talking about last week with the brain, making right. those. Right. Yeah. And so you have to change your trail. It has mm-hmm. to be a choice. Mm-hmm. It has to be intentional. I think we need to take the fluff out of it. Like, let's work at this. Yeah. Let's, yes. let's yes. do the hard thing right. to become yeah. who you want to become according to God's Word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm always shocked about how women cannot make the connection between how they feel, their emotions, and their behavior with the direct result of their thoughts. They make no connection whatsoever. And so the things that we see, the things that we hear, the things that lodge, that occupy our minds, that is going to come out in our actions, our reactions, our responses. I'm sure none of y'all have done this, but like you blame your response on somebody or circumstances. No, it's not their fault at all. That's coming out of our own thought patterns. And we can blame shift all we want, but the Mm -hmm. fact remains that is us. It is our thought patterns. It is so so in there. You triggered it, but it's in there. And you know, Jesus said our very words come out of our thoughts. Everything comes out of our thoughts. We've got to learn to make those connections. So the pathway, I love that, the weeds and everything. So when you could go this weeds and you quit to go in that path, 
have to. It grows up. It grows up. The brain prunes that out of there. Mm -hmm. And I saw some research that, like you say, a really unhappy person, Mm -hmm. really you see that in their neural pathways. It's like they don't look so good. (laughs) And they literally are stuck in a rut. Mm -hmm. And that person will say, this is just how I am. And kind of in that way, they are just that way. But God, I love that God. Mm -hmm. But God can, if we will start thinking and acting in a different way, It's that pathway. It's that pathway. We make new pathways and that other fades away. Right. Mm. And I don't think a really unhappy person could be like a flaming optimist. Maybe not, but more than they are (laughs) because you're thinking differently, which we will be behaving differently. Our thoughts are everywhere. I mean, it's it. It's the tower of calling all the shots in our life. It is. But that is the life to which Christ has called us. And, you know, over and over in Paul's letters, we'd see him saying, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, as he said to the Thessalonians. So that is the way we walk in a manner worthy of Him to please Him in all respects. Mm -hmm. It's by walking in that manner because we should be full of joy. Mm -hmm. We're headed to heaven. We're simply passing through. So anything that's a diversion or a distraction Mm -hmm. or even a difficulty in this life is temporary Mm -hmm. at best. We are headed Mm -hmm. home where Mm -hmm. every tear will be wiped away. There'll be no more pain, no more separation. And because of that, we have then the desire to actually see heaven come to earth Mm -hmm. as Jesus told us to pray. And Mm -hmm. then we're going to act more heavenly-minded than earthly-minded. And I think that's the difference. We're finding that we value mm. the things of the earth and the things of our flesh more than we value the things of God. Yeah. That's what it's showing us when you said that what's on mm. the inside comes out. It does. Mm. We're pressed. I mean, Carmichael said that. You know, when you're mm. pressed, what's on the inside yeah. comes out. A cup full of you know, <laughs> sweet water cannot yeah. splash out even one bitter drop because it's only sweet. So, And I even used to do that with my kids growing up, you know, if they— but it has with their dad or even with me and something came out and they think, well, it's all your fault because you made me so angry, you know, that this, no, 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 no. No matter what I do, I can't make yeah. anything come out of you. It has to be mm-hmm. in there. So that's something between you and the Lord mm-hmm. that you need to go get right with the Lord because if you're dishonoring your mother or father, you're disobeying God. Mm-hmm. So that's between you and the Lord. You need to get that straight with Him. Same way with me. <laughs> if something comes out that I don't like and not proud of, it was in there. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I've worked with teenagers, so I can see that. We always did a little cup with stuff in it, Mm -hmm. and then you trip, and it splashes out, and Mm -hmm. you tell them, like, why did it come out? Because you trip. No, it came out because it was in there. there. So whatever, you know, is in there, it's going to come out. And so much of that, we have that choice. Romans 13, 14 is one I use with girls all the time because it says, rather clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ and do not think about how to fulfill the desires of the flesh. Mm-hmm. And that's such a powerful verse mm-hmm. because every morning I get the choice to choose right. what I put on. Mm-hmm. And we get the choice to walk in, you know, the spirit. We have the mind of Christ. That's right. where it tells us that. It's just not always easy. I mean, you know, I'm definitely more comfortable in my sweat clothes, but if I'm going <laughs> to church, I'm going to change. You know, yeah. we get that choice to, mm-hmm. to do that. So. Mm-hmm. And that gets to start every morning fresh. Yes. Like, yes. So yesterday's choices, yes, you blew it. You confess that, be forgiven and cleansed, and then you start fresh all over mm-hmm. again with the Lord. It's that day. Are new every yes. morning. morning. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know if y'all journal. I'm an avid journaler. And I was reading an article one time. A lady, she lives in New York City. She's not a Christian. She's a Jewish lady. She's a psychologist. And she made the statement, I cannot get out of my brain. She said, if women would just journal, it would empty out our offices. Mm. Now, if you think mm-hmm. about how powerful that is, and of course, when we know the Lord and we have His Word in His yes. Spirit, there's something about processing out on paper. And I've read research. It's not the same with the device. It's not. No, you're exactly you right. Have I read the same thing. You have to have that mm-hmm. hand-brain mm-hmm. connection, a literal mm-hmm. pen on literal paper. When we 
cram things in our heads, we never take a thing out. We cram more and more and more. And it is literally heavy. You can't sort it out. So just therapeutic, just to get it out on paper, you kind of know what you're dealing with. You can, many times I can like, well, I know that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Many times I can say, well, that's absolutely true, but Lord, I don't want to be that way anymore. You know, it's very clarifying. And then of mm-hmm. course, it's documentation with the walk with the Lord. But I just, journaling is amazing. Like, I try to get every woman to journal. Mm-hmm. I've had several say that's the most depressing thing I've ever done. I go, wait a minute, how did you do it? She goes, you tell me to put my stuff out there, and I put it out. I go, well, well, okay. You honestly share with the Lord, but you've got His Word, and you put truth with it. Right. And even writing it on the paper mm-hmm. beside that, that starts clicking in your brain and sealing in your heart, and it's easier to make the new pathways. And I will say, I always tell them this, that if you will vent all that to the Lord, it will save your husband and family, your best friends from having to say all that to them. If you'll just express all that out to the Lord, I'm not saying don't tell it to them, but you won't have such a need to just talk about all the time because you've dumped it all on the Lord. He knows all about it. He knows what to do about it. He will do something about it. Mm -hmm. And I just believe in journaling. And he never gets worn out with hearing. (laughs) He he says, you can talk to me as long as you want about anything you want. And nobody on the planet is going to say that to me. (laughs) No one. That's tremendous. (laughs) Well, it it makes me think about the rest that we should have in Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, that Jesus said, come to me, Mm -hmm. all you who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. And it's the rest that... Mm -hmm. God built into our week mm-hmm. that we're to have a day of rest yeah. and Sabbath. And you know, the promised land was called the land of rest. The spirit-filled life is a life of abundance and rest because mm-hmm. we're trusting Him and not trusting in ourselves. Mm-hmm. But it is a perspective shift from I have to do this to I'm surrendering and allowing the Holy Spirit to take over. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, then I want to line up with His yeah. Word. I'm no longer in control. Yeah. Well, you know, and you said just that verse, if they come to me, come to me. Yes. But in, I love, I love discipleship. But in mm. Matthew 5, 1, it says, Jesus went on the mountainside. His disciples came to him yes. and he began to teach them. And I just saw that as a visual, like God, he's there ready to be, yes. to teach us from his mm. word. But we've got to be active in, mm-hmm. in, and that's hard. That's hard in the world, in the busy world we live in. So just the intentionality of setting aside. I challenge girls a lot. Have a date night with Jesus. Yes. Like, you know, yeah. there are times that my yeah. husband and I, we meet in the passing, yeah. hey, babe, I yeah. love you, you know, or you're snacking. But when you have an intentional yes. date night to allow him to begin that healing process, you're not going to want to miss the next one. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. that's so. right. It's like your daily appointment with the yeah. Lord, just making Him the priority. If, he's, yes. if He is preeminent, if He is all mm-hmm. that matters, <laughs> then we're going to make time with Him a priority. And yes. that means I'm choosing Him mm-hmm. first every day. And when I choose Him first, then I go out into my day focused on Him, not on myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still right. stuck looking in the mirror, yeah. but actually with my head up, <laughs> yes. looking out through that glass at the window yeah. to mm-hmm. the divine appointments He has for me yeah. for that day, the mission to which He's called me. And there's such joy and satisfaction and mm-hmm. no longer just living for yourself, yeah. but living yeah. for a greater purpose, living for the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and seeking to please Him, mm-hmm. not just myself. So when I think about that and helping women learn how to guard their thoughts, and their hearts. We have to protect, first of all, slow down long enough to think about what you're thinking about Mm -hmm. and take those thoughts captive. But we also have to build some margin into our lives. Mm -hmm. That book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry Mm -hmm. by John Mark Comer is so excellent. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, does anybody even have a Sabbath anymore? Mm -hmm. And if you can't do an entire day, take half a day that you spend an additional time with the Lord that you have some time to do something you enjoy, to just take a walk, to get out in nature, to do something that replenishes because we reward 
workaholism Mm -hmm. and people who burn the candle at both ends, but they burn out. Mm -hmm. And that's not what God has called us to. And that's not Mm -hmm. the example we're to set either. Mm -hmm. So we've got to build margin in to be able to guard our hearts also. I remember Greg Mott came to our church. I don't know if y'all were here when he came to visit, but he made a statement. He said, overworking is under trusting. Mm-hmm. That's good. That really resonated with mm-hmm. me because I'm a great striver. I mean, I can you know strive oh. and make it happen, you know. But it's under trusting. It's yeah. depending on me mm-hmm. instead of him. So journaling, I think, is really good. I think we've got to learn to call it out, identify it, and name it. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up here in the South. I grew up in Oklahoma. Something happened at the Mississippi River. I don't know, but <laughs> I do find here with women, they are. I don't know where this comes from, but they don't want to speak it out loud because it makes it so. Mm-hmm. I think you don't have that much power. <laughs> you don't have that much power, you know. <laughs> but we have to speak it out. We have to identify it so we know what we're dealing with. And when we identify it and name it, conviction comes with me then. Mm-hmm. And then confession. Never condemnation. Right. There's no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. But we have to name it in order to surrender it. And, and journaling is really good for me. I'm naming it. Mm-hmm. And it's shameful. It's embarrassing. But I'm naming it and go, okay, Lord, this is what we need to deal with. And then I'm finding the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So I think just grabbing that thing by the throat and pulling out, what am I dealing with here? And be brave and just look at that. You're in the presence of God. He loves right. you. He's going to help you with that. He wants to free you of it. Just let him have it. And just when I get good in one area, I go, what about all this? It's like, I'm a baby again. I got to start over. <laughs> but that's the whole Christian life, isn't it? Yes. I don't mind that at all. No, no. It's continual growth yes. until the day we see Jesus. Yes. But there's additional freedom mm-hmm. with each step of growth yes. as well yes. and joy and purpose and mm-hmm. satisfaction. And then we also have greater revelation mm-hmm. with the obedient walk comes a greater mm-hmm. revelation of the Lord and His Word as He yeah. just unveils it before us. And wow, then our inner man is just feasting on all the spiritual truth that we're so excited Mm -hmm. about. Then we desire to live it out. So it really is just kind of this beautiful Mm -hmm. cycle that once you get started and commit it to the Lord, God gives you the power to fulfill it. I started journaling when I was in college, and mm-hmm. you know I've still got them. I mean, I've got, yes. I, I tease my husband that if, if I die, will you please bury them with me? Because I, people will think I was crazy. I tell my husband um, to burn mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you know, you see where you came from, but yeah, then you're absolutely. like, I can't believe yeah. I'm still working on that. Yeah. But I realized that so much over the years of my own stuff has been the root issue has been pride. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to admit that I still struggled with Mm -hmm. that. But when you do and you lay it all out there, like you said, there's freedom in that. God tells us it's for freedom. He came to set us free. But our pride many times keeps us from freedom. Or mine does. That's what I've read. Oh, no, the rest of us don't deal with that. (laughs) I think that's a root of just about everything we all deal with. Yes. Like, what is that? I think memorizing Scripture is so important, like meditating on Scripture, not buzzing through it really quickly, but meditating. And um, women give me so many excuses for why they can't memorize Scripture. And I'll say, it's really not about memorizing a bunch of verses. It's about going over and over and over a verse, those neural pathways. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can only think one thought at a time. Now, you might have a rapid succession of thoughts, but you can only think one thought at a time. It's a living word. And so if you are going over and over a verse— even if you never get there, you will get there. But even if you never get there, the act of going over it and over it, you are renewing your mind. Yes, that's right. In that moment, you're making faith grooves, like right, right. there in your brain. Mm. And your life's going to be different. Much better than, you know, Netflix or YouTube Absolutely. and, you know, binging and all that, or just the endless, mindless news feed. Yes. 
so many women just spend their days just mindlessly just going through that. And it's like, that's not even real. Mm -hmm. That has an effect on us. Yes, it does. And that's not actively guarding our heart. It is not. (laughs) We fall into that trap. Well, you know that verse that I share, the Proverbs 27, as a man thinketh in his heart. Mm -hmm. You know, who thinks in their heart? But the Jewish, they use that interchangeable. Mm -hmm. And that thinks means to split wide open, which that is our choice. Like we can split it open, we can close it. And by not choosing to close it by default, that is a choice to keep it open to anything and everything. Right. That is going to affect our lives. And so if we're just open to everything on newsfeed, everything on Netflix, everything, everything, do you see how our lives are just mm. crumbling mm-hmm. because we didn't close? Well, we didn't and we're seeing it all around us. All around. Even in the church, mm-hmm. not just way out there anymore. Right. Well, thank you both, because I think you've given our listeners a lot to think about today. Number one, start journaling, (laughs) if you're not currently a journaler. And I'm not an in-depth journaler, but I do journal the things the Lord is teaching Mm -hmm. me, those kind of things, and I love going back. And then certain answers to prayer and things that I will record and to go back. It's such a boost to my faith to see how God has moved and worked. And then let's commit this week to read slower when we get in the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And when that verse jumps off the page, put it on a card. Meditate on it. Mm -hmm. Let it go through your mind because then you're using the living Word of God to guard our hearts and renew our minds, which is what He's called us to. So thank you all. I remember from SLU, I think it was, they said you're going to remember 70-some percent more of what you write. What you write. Exactly. And so just having that there, you know, you can always refer back to that verse. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. That's right. Well, Leslie, would you close us in prayer? Thank you. Father God, I do thank you that your word is alive and active and powerful, God. And I thank you that you are a God who redeems and restores and renews. And more than anything, we just pray that our listeners, God, will begin to seek you for the healing, that they will begin to understand the power of your word, and that you are a God who changes minds and hearts. And so thank you for the opportunity to just share the truth from your word. And so we pray that you will say that your word will not return Mm -hmm. void, but will accomplish what it desires. And so we thank you for that promise. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. 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 The Afterward Podcast is a production of Bellevue Women and Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee. For more Bible studies and other resources, visit bellevue.org women.